you know, how the blessings of God are. And we talked about in our lives, we should be able to have peace, that peace is a blessing of God. We also talked about with the blessings of God that not only peace was a blessing, but health. We talked about favor being a blessing. We also talked about wealth being a blessing. We also talked about children being a blessing. And you saw biblically how we could put all that together and how the Bible tells us that these are blessings of the Lord. And I asked how many of you, how many of you would receive a blessing? How many of you would be willing to receive a blessing and want to know how to receive a blessing? We're going to lay down a foundation for you really quick we're going to teach you how to have a foundation of being able to receive the things of the lord you know uh i'm going to have you turn with me well golly where am i going to go uh turn with me to luke chapter one but first of all i want to read deuteronomy and i want to read it out of the message bible i'm going to have angela read it for us because this is going to highlight how we're going to be able to receive a blessing from the lord so we receive God's blessing through favor. We receive God's blessing through uh, health. We receive the blessings of God through peace. You've got to have peace in your life, right? You've got to have peace in the midst of what you're going through. You've got to have that peace of God, the Bible says, that transcends all understanding. Let that peace begin to flow upon your lives. We also need to be able to understand that we receive the blessings of God. You know, through wealth, we receive the blessings of God through our children. How many of you have children? Raise your hand. How about grandchildren? Yeah, okay. Grandchildren, I'm finding a whole new thing with the, with the grandchildren thing, you know, as, as we begin to get into that. I've got peace through my grandchildren. Come on, somebody. And it's amazing how much that we love our children and our grandchildren and how much it really can affect us. We can have a good day when our kids are having a good day. Come on, somebody. We can have a really good day when our grandchildren are having a a really good day. Come on now. So let's take a look at this. I'm going to have a read out of the Message Bible, and it's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 16 through 19. And I command you today, love God, your God, walk in his ways, keep his commandments, regulations, and rules so that you will live, really live, live exuberantly. Blessed by God, your God, in the land you are about to enter and possess. But I warn you, if you have a change of heart, refuse to listen obediently, and willingly go off to serve and worship other gods, you will most certainly die. You won't last long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your children will live. We have a choice. You have the power to choose. We have a choice. You have the power to choose. He was talking to the Israelites and he says, you know what? You've got the choice of life and death. Come on. If we're going to receive the blessings of God in our lives, do you realize that we have a choice? You can receive it or you cannot receive it. Hello? You can receive it or you cannot receive it. So today, it's like the Word of God. When the Word comes forth and the, and the prophetic Word comes forth, you can either receive it or not receive it. I want to receive the blessings of God. I can either come and give Bryce a blessing, and he can either receive it or not receive it. Come on, somebody. Yeah. So I want to be able to receive the blessings of God. If you say, well, how do, I re- how do I receive the blessings of God? We're going to talk about that today. Is that all right? We're going to be able to talk about that today. Let's look at the blessings and, and where the blessings come from. Can we do that? Let's look at that. Marty, can you, are you, can you advance a couple slides there? I want to look at the blessings of faith. The blessings come from by faith. Okay? That's... Um, 
hang on. That's that's not the the that's not the right one. That's last week's. Okay. The blessings come by faith. Say faith. She'll find it. She'll get it. She'll have it together. The blessings come by faith. Let's look at Luke chapter one verse forty-five. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Blessed is she who believes that there would be a fulfillment that was spoken by the Lord. This was Elizabeth talking about um, uh, Mary, that Mary was blessed and she received that which was spoken of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord came to Mary, right? And then said, you're going to be with child. So we've got to be able to receive that and you receive that by faith. Say by faith. So the blessings of God come by faith. The blessings. And if I'm going to receive it, i got to receive it by faith. How are you saved? Everybody. How are you saved? By faith. It's not by works, lest any man should boast. You are saved by God's grace through faith. It's faith that I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello? Although I know about him and know of him and have read about him and history declares the works of Jesus Christ, I have personally not seen him. But I know by faith that he exists, that he's real. Come on, somebody. So it's by faith. I receive by faith. Now, I have a choice of whether I receive it or not. I don't have to receive it. And there are people that won't receive Christ by faith. There are people that won't be able to to receive those things by faith. But you have got to receive the things of the Lord. Today, you can choose to receive this message or you can choose not to. If you receive this message, you will get what this message will bring. I believe that there is going to be a seed sown inside of you that you're going to be able to say, Ooh, that thing's going to grow. And if you'll water it, if you'll water it with the word, if you'll water it with your actions, if you'll water it with your attitude, if you'll water those things, then it will continue to grow and you'll be able to see faith continue to arise. Hebrews 11.33a says this, who by the help of faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promised blessings. Now we know in Hebrew 11, he's really talking about those great men of faith. And he gives this whole list of these faith. And he says, these people who by the help of faith, they, they subdued kingdoms. By faith, they subdued kingdoms. They administered justice and they obtained the promises or the promised blessings. By faith, we see what? That they obtained those, those, those promises, the blessings of those promises. Psalms 145.13 says that your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. Say all generations. So we've got to receive the word of God by faith and know that the kingdom of God is continually advancing. No matter what takes place, you can go to third world countries and more and more people are coming to Christ. They're coming to know Christ. I recently uh, had a conversation with, a, with, with somebody that said, do you understand how many young people in India are coming to know, the, know Christ? There is a, a great undercurrent. The Islam and Muslims can begin to advance, but I'm telling you what, the kingdom of God is greater than that kingdom. It's the kingdom of light that's greater than the kingdom of dark, and we've got to operate in that kingdom by faith. Say by faith. So if we're going to receive the blessings of God, we're going to do it by faith. Another one, the second thing that I want you to write down, how you're going to receive the blessings of God. You're going to receive the blessings of God that they come to those of us that tithe. You're going to receive the blessings of God through tithing. Malachi 3.10, many of us know this scripture. Here's what it says. 
Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. If you do, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to take it in. So he says he's going to what? Bring what? The tithes? That's a 10%. And he says, into the storehouses. If you do, I will open up the windows of heaven and what? Pour out a blessing. Pour, pour it out. Just pour out a blessing. We're talking about receiving the blessings of God. See, in Hebrews it says that you must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We don't seek God for the rewards. It's a byproduct of who he is. Come on, somebody. It's a byproduct of who he is. We don't seek him for the rewards. Our heart is to seek him because he is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. Now, the blessings come because who I'm attached to. Oh, come on, somebody. Yeah. Are you getting this today? If you get it, say, I got it. It's who you are, who you're attached to that the blessings begin to come from. So he begins to say, I'm going to pour out a blessings that what? You won't have room enough to take it in. He says, try it. Only place in the Bible that God says, try it. In fact, the, the living, trans, living Bible says, let me prove it to you. Try it, let me prove it to you. It's the only thing. I, and I, when I was in my early 20s, I began to start getting a hold of this tithing thing. And I said, okay, I'm going to try you, God. I'm going to try you. We've been tithing ever since. In fact, there's times where I get upset if we don't get it there. If we don't get it. And, we, and there was a time where I received some money every, every uh, month or I'm sorry, every three months. And I said, you know what we'll do? We'll just tithe this month. So in January, we would receive money. And in January, February, and March, it would get us through. So what we did is we said, well, let's wait. And let's tithe each month. Well, guess what? Come the third month happened. It was gone. It wasn't there. So I said, never again. When I got my three months, I was going to go ahead and tithe right away on it. So he says, to begin to pour out a blessing that you won't have room enough to take it all in. You, did you know in Matthew 23, 23, let me put that up. Matthew 23, 23 in the, in the Living Bible says, yes, you should tithe. Yes, you should tithe. How about Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10? My favorite scripture in the Bible, my life verse, if I have a life verse, is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And this comes after, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. And this comes after that. Okay, so what's, what's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 and 10 say? Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing. Your storage places be filled with just a little. What's it say? Plenty, plenty to where it, it's overflowing, okay? So if we're going to begin to receive the blessings from the Lord... We, we not only have to have faith, say faith, but we also have to tithe, say tithe. Here's another way. You want number three. Number three, that the blessings come through generosity. We're going to receive the blessings from the Lord. We're going to have faith. We're going to tithe. We're going to begin to understand that it comes through generosity. And we can look at the scripture in Acts chapter 20, verses 35. And it says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than receive. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than receive. Jesus had a reputation of giving. Let me tell you about the reputation that Jesus had of giving. When Jesus was with his disciples at the, at the Passover, they began to sat at the, sit together in this upper room. 
and Judas. Remember, some of you may know Judas, that Judas went to leave, and he was going to actually go betray Jesus. He went to leave. What did the disciples say? Oh, he's going to go give something to the poor. Are you with me? He's going to go help somebody out. That was the reputation that Jesus had. Receive the blessings from God. Not only do I have to operate in faith, not only do I need to tithe, but I also need to be generous. Say generous. Because God loves a, a cheerful giver. He wants to be able to operate in the principles of the Word of God, and He wants to be able to say, you've got to be generous. What about Proverbs chapter 22, verse 9? Let's just see what this says. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. He has a generous eye, he will be what? Blessed. blessed. You're, if you're generous, what's going to happen? You're going to be blessed. You can't outgive God. You cannot outgive God. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God to give. Listen to me. Because I know people that have almost given everything that they've got. It wasn't under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? And they give everything they got, and then they couldn't pay their own bills. Hello? But you've got to be led by the Spirit of God with inside you to be able to be generous to say, God, do I give into this business? Do I give into this cause? Do I give into this ministry? What it is that you want me to do? Number four, let me give you number four. It says, not only blessings come through generosity, but blessings come through perseverance. Say perseverance. That's it. Say it again. Say it again. Perseverance. Perseverance. Do you know that there's blessings that come through perseverance? There's many of you that might have a battle going on right now with, 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 with your finances or with issues that are going on, and it seems like the war is getting hotter, it's getting more difficult, and what I'm telling you is that when the enemy's fixing to lose, he'll throw everything he's got at it. When one nation is against another nation, and that nation is just about ready to lose, they will unleash everything they got. What kind of weapons we got left? Let's get rid of them. What kind of what about this? Let's get rid of it. Let's do this. If we're going to go, we're going to go down, and we're going to go down in a flame. Come on, somebody. So a lot of times, the more pressure you get, the more fire you get, you're ready for a breakthrough. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Because you're ready for a breakthrough. You've been going through some stuff, and you're ready for a breakthrough. So the blessings of God not only come by faith, the blessings of God not only come by tithing, the blessings of God not only come by generosity, but the blessings of God come through perseverance. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Is that all right if we look at a few scriptures? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. For in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap, if we do not loosen and relax and our courage and faint. Let me, let, me, let me point out a couple things for some of you guys that are, that are new, that are just, you know, part of the Living Word Fellowship, that have just come and kind of joined us. If you see where it says Galatians 6, 9b, that means that's the second part of that scripture. Are you with me? If it said Galatians 6a, 69a, that might be the first part of that scripture. Are you with me? See where it says AMP, that AMP, that's the version of the Amplified Bible. So you might see NIV, you might see New American Standard, you might see the Amplified Bible, you might see the New International Version. There's a lot of different versions of the Bible, and what we want to try to do is reference those for you so you'll know. My, my, my advice to you is to read Scriptures before, read Scriptures after, understand the context in which it's set in, so you really have an understanding of what he's talking about. But he basically says in the Amplified Bible, if you don't loosen... Or relax. Some of us want to just cruise and relax. You know what I mean? We, and you relax our courage and faint. If you faint, if you fall out, you're not going to get it. But don't faint. 
Don't quit doing what it takes to do in order to receive the blessing. In perseverance, you've got to do that. I'm telling you, you've got to do that. What does 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 say? Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. Wow. Persevere in these things. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. He was talking to Timothy about it. And he said, look, you know what? He says, pay close attention to your teaching. He says, persevere in these things. When you learn the principle and the precept of God, you're going to have to continue to persevere in these things. And he says, and, and as for you, you do this, you will ensure what? Salvation. Salvation is more than just being born again and delivered from sin. That word salvation in the Greek literally means soteria. It means the ministry of angels, the ministry of Christ. It means protection, provision. It means all these different things. And we just think it's born again, delivered of sin. Born again, delivered of sin. That's the only thing that's left. But salvation is more than that. Because if it was being born again, delivered of sin, when you came to Christ, we would baptize you, hold you under, you'd go be in heaven with the Lord. Come on, somebody. But see, that's not our purpose. Our plan and our purpose is for here to be on the earth. Are you with me? You're to be representatives of God on the earth so we can have dominion, so we can have authority, so we can rule and reign, not only in here on the earth in the situation that you're dealing with. It's time for us to realize that we're going to have to have perseverance if we're going to have to get through. Amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. So wherever you are, don't quit. Turn to your neighbor and say, tell them, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. Don't you stop doing good. Don't you stop reading. Don't you stop praying. Don't you stop calling out on the name of the Lord. Don't you stop moving ahead. Don't you stop doing those things because you're going to reap unless you faint. Romans chapter 2. Let's look at verse 7. To those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. Immortality. Eternal life. Perseverance in what? Doing good. Can I be real with you guys? Can I be real with you guys? Isn't it sometimes that you do good and you can look at your neighbor who don't go to church, doesn't have a relationship with God, doesn't do anything, and it seems like he's prospering? Would anybody say I agree with you? Anybody? I got one person, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and so what do we look at that? We look at that and go, what's up with that? Right? Well, you've you got to understand that we're not receiving the blessings of God. And you know what? I've, I've met with wealthy people that don't serve God, and I wonder how wealthy they would be if they served God. I've, I've seen people that don't serve God that they seem to be blessed. They, they're happy. they got a good attitude. But I wonder how their attitude would be when they served God. Come on, somebody. How it would change. Their attitude would still be good, but it would be so much better. Hello? See, so he's saying perseverance in doing good. Let's not be concerned about what they're doing or not doing. Let's be concerned about using the Word of God and doing the Word of God and living the Word of God and being the Word of God and let God take care of the rest. Amen? Amen. That's what I'm concerned about. Hey, this is the principle. God said, you say this principle, I'm going to get in this principle. I'm going to not have dishonest gain. I want to have honest gain. If I can't get it honestly, I don't want it. Hello? So then that way I can lay my head down at night. I'll come on somebody. 
I don't have to worry about who's knocking on my door or looking over my shoulder when I'm going somewhere else. So we've got to understand that blessings come through perseverance, but also blessings come through our words. Let's take a look at that. Blessings come through our words. So we can receive blessings. He says, I give before you life and death. Choose life. There's a choice. I can choose life. I'm going to choose life today. I'm going to choose to have a good attitude today. I'm going to choose those things today. I'm going to choose those things. The blessing can come by the power of our words. James chapter 3 verse 10 says this. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Man, it shouldn't be this way. In other words, if you've got some good things to say, it should be flowing just good things. If there's good things here, it should come out here. Come on, somebody. He says you shouldn't have, mm, I think another, another version is salt water and fresh water coming out of the same place. It doesn't come out of there. So we've got to understand that it's the power of our words. Say power of my words. You, you know what? You experience the power of your words. I heard Jay Swallow not too long ago talk about the power of his words. He said, I never realized it. He said, I went to this reservation and there was this dog and this dog was skinny and thin and it was really ugly looking dog. And he said, I turned to that dog and I said, that dog ought to be dead. He said, the next day, the dog was dead. And he said, that was somebody's pet. Hello? Somebody was probably crying because that dog died. Are you with me? But he realized then the power of his word. The Bible says that there's life and death in the power of our words or in our mouth or in our tongue. Come on, somebody. So we got to begin to speak life. You can make a choice. You can look at a situation and say, oh, it is really, really bad. The economy is really, really bad. Or you can say, you know what? The economy may not look too good right now, but I'm going to prosper. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody. You're going to prosper physically, financially, emotionally. It might be difficult. You might have to sell some things, get some debts paid off. But all of a sudden, when you come out of it, you're going to be in a better situation than when you went into it. And you're going to look back and go, Woo, I got some prosperity during that time. Amen? I got a revelation because I didn't quit and it was perseverance. And you got to be continue to speak good things coming out of your mouth. So Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23 says this. In the... In the um, the English version, intelligent people think before they speak. What they say is more persuasive. Intelligent people think before they speak. I'm not going to ask for any hands. I'm not going to ask for any volunteers. But you know some people that don't think before they speak. They just, and you're thinking, that's not good. That's not good. But the Bible says, intelligent people think before they speak. Matthew twelve thirty six says, But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an account. Ooh! An accounting of your words, your careless words, on the day of judgment. Proverbs 13, 2a. A good man eats good from the fruit of his mouth. Mm, you want to eat good? Start speaking some good stuff. Hey, there, there were times in my life where I look at that macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, and I'm thinking, macaroni and cheese and hot dogs again. Or my son can tell you, we had rice with cream of mushroom soup all the time. And I'd speak to it, and I'm thinking, it's like steak. <laughs> I'd speak to it, and I'd speak to it. Are you with me? I'd say, oh, macaroni and cheese and mushroom. Thank God for ma or macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. And thank God for rice and cream of mushroom soup. And I'd speak to that thinking, you know what? 
There's going to be a time where I'm going to be able to put a steak down there. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm going to be able to have some chicken. I might be able to even have some, some shrimp or lobster for some of y'all that, that might eat like that. Come on, somebody. So, you know, what about, you know, nice pork chop every now and then? You know, that's, that's pretty good stuff, too. So you've got you to understand the power of your words. Let me get into number six, and we're just about going to finish up here this morning. Blessings come from a faithful stewardship. Blessing, blessings come from a faithful stewardship. In other words, Proverbs 28.20 says, says a faith... Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> a faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he who makes haste to be rich at any cost shall not go unpunished. Ooh. The Amplified Version says, he who makes haste to be rich at any cost. There are people that are, that are stepping on people to get rich. Come on, somebody. That are taking advantage like the Madoff stuff. They're taking advantage of other people in order to get rich. Now, I don't know if I would want to invest my money with a guy named Madoff. And he did. He made off with a lot of money. Now he's going to be made off in jail. Come on, somebody. So what he says, a faithful man, 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 a faithful man. He says, well, what? Will abound with blessings. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Luke 6, 10a says, he who is faithful in the very little will be faithful of much. God says, hey, if you're not going to be faithful with the $5.50 an hour you get, why are you going to be, how are you going to be faithful with the 15 hours, $15 an hour that you get? Come on, somebody. I mean, there was, a, there was an example about this guy that came to the pastor, and he said, Pastor, this guy was faithful. He came to church. He served. He loved God. He, you know, he had a relationship with God, and you met this guy. You knew he had a relationship with God. And he said, Pastor, he said, there's a promotion at work. And I really think I ought to have that promotion. So the pastor says, okay, let's agree that you get this promotion. So he prayed, and he got the promotion. I mean, the guy's salary doubled. He got the promotion, and the pastor noticed that he didn't hardly see him at church anymore. And then he looked at the tithing records and realized that the guy didn't tithe anymore. This guy was a faithful tither. But he bought a boat, and he bought a home by the lake, and he bought, you know what I mean, motorcycles. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, he was gone on the weekends, and he was doing all the things that he wanted to do. And he got in a financial pinch, doubled his money as what he was making, got in a financial pinch. And he came back in, and he said, Pastor, Pastor, will you pray for me? He said, what's going on? He said, there's another promotion at work. And I really need it. I got some debt, and there's some things that are kind of building up. And the pastor looked at him and said, maybe I should pray that you get your old job back. Hello? See, he was faithful then, but then when he got much, he wasn't faithful. Hello? So my question is, are you going to be faithful with what you got? And when God brings you more, are you still going to be faithful with that? See, there's some people, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about somebody else. There's other people that I know that, man, they get that promotion, they get that job, and you don't see them at church no more. In fact, they don't even hardly seek after God anymore. Now, when they, when they, when, when they, when they get all that, then they what? Then they're, they're not receiving the blessings of the Lord. No. They're taking it for themselves. So anyways, let me get back to some scripture. Psalms 101.6 says, My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell within me. Do you know that Jesus talked more about stewardship money than he did on faith and prayer? Do you know that this Bible talks about it? There is 16 out of 38 parables 
that Jesus talked more about possessions than he did about faith or prayer? Do you realize that over 500 verses he talked about on faith? Do you realize there's less than 500 verses in the New Testament, in the Gospels, that he talked about in prayer? Do you realize that there's over 2,000 verses that he talked about money or possessions? Do you think that's pretty important? I mean, I think that's very, very important. I'm going to share with you Dave Ramsey. That's why we're doing the Financial Peace University to try to be able to get out of debt. Let's look at what Dave Ramsey says. As a Christian, I am amazed how certain political and religious groups have decided that wealth is evil. Many of the heroes of the biblical faith of our world history and of our nation were very wealthy, including King David, Solomon, Job, most of our, and most of our founding fathers. There was a negative mindset justifying money mediocrity that is maddening. Wealth is not evil, and people who possess it aren't evil by virtue of wealth. Listen. There are rich jerks and there are poor jerks. (laughs) Dallas Willard in the book, The Spirit of Discipline, says this. To use riches is to cause them to be consumed. To trust in riches is to count upon them for things they cannot provide. But to possess riches is to have the right to say how they will or will not be used. If you're a good person, it's your spiritual duty to possess riches for the good of mankind. If you're a Christian like me, it's your spiritual duty to possess riches so that you can do with them the things that bring glory to God. The bottom line is, if you take the the stand that managing wealth is evil or carnal, then by default, you will leave all the wealth to the evil and carnal people. If wealth is spiritually bad, then good people can't have it, so all the bad people get it. He goes on to say, it's the duty of good people to get wealth, to keep it from the bad people, because the good people will do good with it. He says, if we all abandon money because of some misguided soul's view that that it is evil, then the only ones with money will be the pornographer, the drug dealer, or the pimp. Simple enough? I got a handout that I want to give you. I'm going I'm to give you with this and we're going to close. And we're going to open for prayer, those of you that want prayer. The ushers are going to hand out what five faithful things stewards do with money. I want you to look at this. I want you to see these. There's five different things that that faithful people or a faithful steward does with money. I want to be able to know as we look through stewardship in the word of God that what faithful stewards do with money. All right. So let's take a look at that real quick. I want to wait till they, they get it all out. So blessings come by faith. Say faith. Faith. Blessings come by tithing. Say tithing. Tithing. Say generosity. Generosity. What's the other one? Perseverance. Right? And then what about this one? Our words. And then the one we're talking about now is faithful stewards. We need to be faithful stewards over what God has given us. Not just physical money, but other areas in our lives. Everybody got a handout? Anybody not? Just hold up your hand. 
Okay, let me, right there in this back corner over there too. He'll get you guys hooked up, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till you guys get it. So I've got some five things here. I, don't, I, I think I put, I put scriptures on there to back it up, so be able to, you'll be able to see it. Some of you will be starting to fill it in already, all right? All right, number one of these five things that a faithful steward does with money. Number one, gives it. He gives it. Luke 6, 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together. He'll cause men to give into your bosom. He says, For the same standard that, it, that you use is used back to you. So if you're going to be a faithful steward, what, you, what you're going to do with money is what? You're going to what? Give it. You're going to give it. Number two, saves it. A faithful steward not only gives it, but he saves it. See, what we've found is a lot of people that don't, that they'll, they'll, they'll give their tithe, but they won't put the same amount of money back in a savings account for them. And you should. You tithe, put 10%. It's called paying yourself. You're paying God first, now you're paying you. Then you live off of everything else. Come on, somebody. So it's, you save it. Number one, that's, that's really a terrible, terrible thing to see, isn't it? I've got to work on my, my color of my font up there, doesn't it? Yeah, they're all looking at it, gives it. So you give it, you save it. Number three, you invest it. Invest it. It says, I am the Lord your God who what? Teaches you to profit. That's not the prophetic profit. That's P-R-O-F-I-T. God wants you to profit. Hello? So not only do you save it, not only do you invest it, not only do you uh, lend it, number four is lend it. You give it, save it, invest it, lend it. Did you know that we're supposed to be lenders see it the problem is is we're all borrowers huh i'm telling you i i've had some really difficult times with the banks here in 2009 and i've walked out of that bank going there's gonna be day i'm not gonna need you <laughs> there's going to be a day where I'm not going to have to worry about that. There's going to be a day where I'm not going to have to need you because the borrower is subject to the lender. And the bank calls the shots. And they've changed a lot of rules and regulations right now, and they've made it even harder. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Don't penalize people that have abused the situation to people that are good with it. Hello? You're penalizing me for stuff that they're doing. You know, and, and so anyways... It just, I'm just telling you that the Bible tells us this in Deuteronomy 28, that the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouses of his bounty, send rain on your land in season to bless all the works of your hand. You will lend to many nations <laughs> and borrow from none. We, we like Romans, what, 13, 13, 8, when it says, uh, to owe no man nothing but to love him, to love him. Wouldn't it be awesome that, that you don't have to worry about owing anybody anything? Now listen, there's a principle in the Word of God. I won't get into that now. The other thing is number five is spends it. Okay? So gives it, saves it, invests it, lends it, and spends it. Matthew seven eleven. If you then, by being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? I mean, if evil people give good gifts to their kids, what are, what are the righteous people going to give? Amen? We're going to give good gifts to our children. See? So we need to give it. 
We need, to be able to, we need to be able to give it. We need to be able to save it. We need to be able to invest it. We need to be able to lend it. And this is one the ladies like, spend it. Say, spend it. There are some people that are anointed to spend it. Amen? But you notice that we listed that last. So once you give it, once you, uh, once you save it, once you invest it, once you lend it, then you can... <laughs> and the ladies say, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can spend it. And it's, and it's, you know, there's a time where God's going to give that to you. There's a time where God's going to be able to give that to you to where you can be able to, to spend it. There's going to be times where God's going to say, you know what? You've done good in this area. You've done great in that area. You, you've invested it. You have lent it. And now, guess what? Why don't you go get that car? Pay cash for that car that you've been wanting. Amen? Why don't you go get that furniture and pay cash for that furniture that you've been wanting? Andy Stanley says this. He's the pastor of the North Point Church. He says, You cannot wholeheartedly be a follower of Jesus Christ and stay lost financially. It's impossible because God says too much in His Word about money. So you know what? I have never met anybody, any pastor, any minister, anybody that's in missions that says that I've said, What do you need the most? And they say, money. Because money is what will change things. Ecclesiastes says the money is the answer of everything. But we know that money can't buy us love. It might be able to buy you sex, but it ain't going to buy you love. Come on, somebody. And it's not the money that is evil. The Bible says it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. It's the love of money. See, God wants to get it into our hands. So how are we going to begin to receive the blessings of the Lord? I'm going to have to receive it by faith. And God says it, that settles it. I don't have to go, how are you going to figure that out, God? How are you going to do that? On the, on the newspaper where the, the bank, the, the, bank the, the, the media has given us favor and put a, about the youth center. Somebody said, how are you going to pay for it? I don't know. That's not going to work with businessmen. They're going to say, you've got to have a plan. There's a plan. You can go on the website and look at the plan. But the plan is to operate debt-free. We put together a business plan. It's a ministry plan. You can go on the website. It's woodwardyouthcenter.com. You can go on there and pull it up. You can look at it. You can download it. You can look at it. There's a plan. But our plan is to go debt-free. If it takes 50 years, it'll take 50 years. I don't believe it'll take 50 years. But it's going to be debt-free. Hello? Could we do some things with debt-free? we got 10 more years on this building. It's going to be debt-free. Things, I'm telling you, woo, hallelujah. Won't have, to, won't have to visit with Mr. Chase every month. Come on, somebody. Think about that. Think about that. we got to receive it by faith. Say, by faith. If we're going to receive a blessing from God, we've got to choose. We've got to make a choice. God, will you let God bless you the way he wants to bless you? Will you be able to do that? I have prayed and said, God, why me? God, why me? I am an uneducated uh, young man of a father who was a bricklayer. Who lived in upstate New York. Moved down south. And the only desire I had was to be married and have children. Just not a bad desire. But I've said, God, why me? And you know what I heard the Spirit of the Lord say? Why not you? 
Well, I'm uneducated. I ain't got no job, ain't got no money, and it ain't funny. But why not you? So I chose to say, okay, God, I'll follow you. Okay, God, I'll receive the blessing when you bring the blessing. God, I'll receive finances when you bring finances. I'll do with it what you want me to do with them. I'll bless people. People have said, why are you give away food to people? I'll say, why not? Don't you know there's some Lincoln Continentals in your parking lot? I said, so what? They got bills too. I know people driving Lincoln Continental and living out of their car. Hello? Well, you're not helping them. I'm doing what God's told me to do. It ain't up to you. If you're doing what God's told you to do, praise God. That's what God told me to do, and it's been blessed. No, no, it's been blessed. Proverbs 19, 17 says that he who lends to the poor, the Lord will repay you. I don't want Central National Bank of Alva or Enid or Stock Exchange or Midfirst or Bank 7 or Bank of Western Oklahoma. Did I cover them all? <laughs> I don't want them having to repay me. I want God repaying me. So how are you going to do it? God's going to make a way. I'm just going to be obedient and step out and begin to start to do it. So it's a making a choice. If I'm going to receive the blessings of the Lord, I'm going to first of all receive it what? By faith. By faith. Turn to your neighbor and say faith. faith. I want to be able to receive the blessings of the Lord by faith. 